Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coulter Nuanez coming to you here on the last week of September. We're into the second week of Big Sky Conference play. This is our interviews conglomeration podcast of the week. We have so many different interviews that we do between press conferences on Nuanez Now, on ESPN Radio, and SWX Montana Television, and of course on this Big Sky Breakdown podcast. So we put them all here in one spot on Fridays so you can, you know, get through them or just get to the ones you want. We always timestamp them, so I really appreciate that new addition from the Transistor podcast hosting platform. Also really appreciate my man Jeff Safford for helping edit these. Jeff is a multifaceted guy. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He's the voice of the Grizz hockey team. He's also an ace radio engineer and producer, so I appreciate him for helping us with this podcast. Conglomerations and editings, and I really appreciate it. Here's the lineup for today. Bruce Barnum, the head coach of Portland State. His squad plays at Montana State for homecoming. Cody Hawkins, the head coach of Idaho State. His squad plays at Montana for homecoming. We'll hear from Aaron Best of the Eastern Washington Eagles. His team hosts Idaho on Saturday in Cheney. We'll also hear from A.J. Forbes, senior center for the Montana Grizzlies, a captain. Trayton Pickering, a senior tight end for the Montana State Bobcats. And then a little bit of a different one, but a fun one, Chris Chitovitsky, the head coach of the Grizz soccer team, will also chime in. A really good interview just about the arc of his program as they enter Big Sky Conference play. The Big Sky Breakdown proudly presented by Town Pump, keeping us fueled up all season long. Blackfoot Communications, where they can help you with any and all of your small business needs. Visit goblackfoot.com. And of course, by Opportunity Bake, your local bake, your opportunity. Bruce Barnum, Portland State, right now, Big Sky Breakdown. You want us now, ESPN Radio. It's time now for our Across the Sidelines, where we preview the matchups for each of the Montana schools, both Montana and Montana State, back at home this weekend. Grizzlies hosting Idaho State on Saturday. Bobcats hosting Portland State on Saturday afternoon. Homecoming in both Missoula and Bozeman. We're joined now by Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum, one of our favorite guys and a guy we always love talking Big Sky football with. Coach Barnum, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing? Doing well, uh, Coulter. Thanks for having us. You know, it's busy here. We're putting together a homecoming float, so... Um... <laughs> Thinking some roses, you know, something that, you know, I, uh, I need some stairs. I got to be able to get up there. And uh, we're, we're going to be creative when we come to Bozeman. Well, gotta love it, and uh, I, I always love when, when you when you when you sort of talk about when teams schedule you guys for homecoming because it is a an interesting fold. But uh, homecoming aside, you got a formidable opponent on Saturday afternoon. So, uh, just initial thoughts on on coming into uh, Bobcat Stadium. Montana State looked pretty impressive last week. They did. I mean, put up a goose egg on number 10 in the country. I mean, uh, if you want the joke inside of me, we're, we're just trying to scheme a touchdown right now or, you know, something. Try to get on the board, uh, Colter. But on the other side, uh, yes, uh, a hell of a squad. You said formidable. I mean, they've got um, – both all all three are playing well. Their defense is um, very well. Their offense, you know, they Malat sideline. They put, I mean, the guys at Chamber of Horrors for any defense. You know, they just keep it coming, and they're playing well. They run the football. I like their philosophy. I think their coaches. You know, I remember playing them uh, a couple few couple years ago in Hillsboro and. Um, they cross the T's and dot the I's, you know. Their their coaches know everything you're doing. And they do their homework, and uh, so it should, it'll make game day fun. I like these. They're a tough-ass chess match against 
um, this group as far as coaching. Well, talk about your team coming into this uh, game. You guys have won a couple in a row. You looked really good against Cal Poly uh, last week. And as always, it's been a, a sort of a roller coaster for you. I mean, it's always hard to evaluate the Big Sky and the non-conference because the situations at all the various different schools are so much different. You know, some schools prioritize get home games to sell a bunch of tickets. Other schools, they got to play some money games to you know, fill up the coffers. So it's always sort of a weird deal. But the last two weeks, you guys have looked pretty good. What, what have you thought of just the way – actually, I, I, would say, I should say you looked good against Wyoming as well. So what have you thought of just your non-conference and then leading into your conference opener last week? Well, I'll call it our preseason, uh, Coulter. Go to Oregon. Uh, they're a good football team, you know. Um, I had my – I played a bunch of freshmen. I, I got everybody out. I, I made a mistake. I've made mistakes the last four years by staying in those games, even though you're down by four or five scores, and saying, "Oh, we're, you know, we're gonna get after them." And then I lose. Uh, last year, I played Washington, and I had seven starters out for. Uh, we went to the Grizz the following week. I'm not doing. I didn't do that. I pulled everybody out our threes in in Oregon. And, you know, the next week uh, we turn the football over twice, um, and they score off it early. I'm talking Wyoming. You know, uh, I'm not saying we win that game uh, if we don't turn that football over, but it's a closer game. You know, um, and then we went to North American. Uh, you know, scored a bunch there, and everybody played. I played 90 players that game so anyway i was trying to, i was wondering who we we, we are who, you know what do i have here because i recruited fast i wanted to be fast we had 70 linemen uh last spring i've got 27 coming into camp now i'm not saying they you know uh, they're not the quality of uh the bobcats d line but they're young and they're playing hard and you know they're getting better every week what i like about my team right now is we're I think we're fast, and we're getting better every week. Bruce Barnum here on ESPN Radio. Nuan is now. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Barney, Portland State's head coach. They're coming to Bozeman, Montana on Saturday to take on number three ranked at Montana State. When you, I mean, just put it in perspective, that North American game for me. I know it was sort of a nightmare when it comes to scheduling. You guys had to get it. You needed to get an 11th game. Uh, and on one hand, probably a positive spin where you can get a whole bunch of guys on the field. But on the other hand, I mean, just an interesting deal where you're not trying to break the scoreboard by rolling it up too much. So, I mean, what did you take out of that coming into last week? And, and how do you think you guys responded by having a nice win uh, over Cal Poly a week ago? Um, you said it. You know, I uh, the one thing about the North American game is uh, we stayed healthy, Coulter. You know, it wasn't a... Uh, uh, a dog fight, you know, like we're headed into in Bozeman this week. It was a get them in, first group I'm talking, you know, get them greased up, you know, get them out, and everybody else played. So um, that was a positive. Um, I've never been in a game where, you know, you're. I did everything not to score. That was unique. Um, but like I told you before, I, I've got it fixed for next year. Next year we're going to play. Uh, we have our two money games. It's a 12-game season, but uh, I finally got the brass. We're playing two FCS, so instead of you know the lower divisions, um, that'll be next year. So I'll have 10 FCS uh, next year, and I've got everybody coming back, so I'm excited for that. 
What'd you like about uh, your team then last week against Cal Poly? Great start, fast start, and you had the game in control at halftime. So what went well? What sort of things do you hope carry over now uh, into this matchup? Yeah, I'm sorry. I forget to answer that part. Calder, um, Cal, the Cal Poly game, you know, first conference game, you know. Um, uh, and, again, I wasn't sure who we were. It showed me we were fast from start and kickoff. Um, I think that Grub kid, and I got a couple return guys, actually three, this year, I think that are fast for this conference. Uh, so that's how we started it. We made mistakes, uh, but offense, you know, uh, we're kind of a. Uh, if you want to say anything similar between the two football teams you're going to see on Saturday, I, I, I think we like to run the football like they do, you know. Uh, but uh, my defense got better. You know, uh, special teams made some big plays. So, like I said, if we can keep that just trend going the right way, um, coming out of that game, we were happy. You know, I know Cal Poly's, what, there's seven teams ranked in this conference. They weren't one of them, but neither are we, you know. So, where, we're, where I'm trying to get back to is uh, let's not just beat the ones we're supposed to, you know. Not saying we're supposed to beat Cal Poly, but. Um, we're having good with the mid guys. I need to beat uh, those seven if I ever come across them, and that's uh, what we're shooting for. Well, you certainly ran the ball well last week. Four and four yards rushing. 119 for Joby Mallory. Uh, Dante Shashray, he continues his great year with 87. So, I mean, how, how much of that helps, Coach? I mean, just having a quarterback like Sacheray, that can help you in the run game as well. I mean, it seems like that's the way college football is going, the plus-one run game. But Sacheray, I thought, has looked really good. I thought he looked great against Wyoming. That was the game of yours I watched probably the most of, and I thought he looked really good in the first half last week in the part I watched of that one as well. So what, what do you like about him? What do you like about his development? And how much does that cater to what you want to do offensively, especially in the run game? Well, he's, he's more durable this year. Knock on wood, Coulter gained 20 pounds uh, from when you saw him last year, and uh, the game slowed down for him. You know, he kind of understands how we start, how we finish, what's plan B. He, he's got a much better grasp of the offense. Um, and it's fun to watch him. It was fun to watch him in camp, you know, the start of camp. And it was like, okay. I mean, compared to the year before when he never started a game. Um, but just hearing him talk, what we're – what him and I, when we meet, um, what we talk about, just game management and, you know, not as much of the X's and O's. We do go there, but we've got a lot of coaches who can teach him that. But I, I like him. You know, I think he's fast for this conference. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, if I doubt it, uh, the Bobcats have anything designed just for him. But I'm curious. That's something we always check, you know. Wyoming did something uh, a little bit to take him out of the run game, but but to add to it, Colt, you started to talk about it. I've, I've got some backs I like too. I got two bigs and two littles. You know, I got two bigs that are going to pound you, and they can break tackles, and they run downhill. And then I throw the other two little guys in, and it's kind of catch me if you can. Uh, that's how I've built my backfield. I know you've always put a high priority on running the ball, but it seems like you guys uh, are pretty great at melding the scheme to the personnel you got. Do you have the personnel now? I mean, is that why you want to put such a high priority on running the ball now? I mean, is it because you do you like your talent there at running back? Well, uh, if you talk to me after the game on a great day, we're 50-50. Right. You know, I, I'm not uh, – I don't want to run it 
you know, 100 percent of the time. I think at 50-50, you keep people off balance. Uh, get the ball to all your playmakers. You know, um, I think that's the best way to get in and out of a game and uh, and compete and beat somebody. Uh, but if you look at the best years I've had offensively um, as a coordinator and a head coach, um, one year, Coulter, uh, we were exactly 50-50. Um, but that's when we were, you know, doing really well offensively. Bruce Barnum here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. She's the head coach of Portland State. They're off to a 1-0 start in Big Sky Conference play as they hit the road to come to Bozeman, Montana, play Montana State at Bobcat Stadium. And Coach, you mentioned the, the seven ranked teams in the Big Sky Conference. The, the league seems like it just keeps getting deeper. And you know, it's still we're still waiting for a breakthrough for a team to actually go and win the actual national championship. I do think there's some real contenders. More than anything, though, the, the playoff field is absolutely going to be littered with Big Sky teams. I'd say at least five and maybe even six this year, just depending on how everything plays out. So what do you think of just sort of the, the strength and depth of the Big Sky this year? Well, first off, I want to be one that sneaks in, you know, Um, and that's what I'm working towards. Uh, And you're right about uh, there are that many ranked. And, you know, when Montana State, when Vegan and the crew made the run, shit, shoot, I was uh, texting him, rooting for him, you know. I I became a Bobcat. Uh, I would love to see somebody uh, from this conference win it. Um, You know we're going to be in it. Hope you know more teams, better odds. But you know, um, I become a fan uh, when it comes out. If it's not us in there, do you think that? I mean, obviously, you want to be a playoff team. You want to make a run at it. But do you think it would be good for the league as at large? Would other teams in the league benefit from a team in the Big Sky winning a national championship? Well, yes. I mean, exposure, uh, exposure, and there's always the. You know, the back and forth, you know, who's best, the Missouri Valley or us or, you know. Uh, but um, in the end, uh, you would like to knock one of them off. You know, the, the Dakotas right now are owning it. and um, I think guys in this conference, Vegan obviously being the top right now, he's I think he's the top ranked. And his team's playing uh, solid. It's hard to find a weak spot, you know. And I finally got to watch. I didn't watch it when it on when it happened, but I watched the South Dakota State game, and you know, uh, they're primed for it. They're primed to win a national championship. Uh, Montana State is uh, so, but a lot of the ball has to bounce right, and you have to stay healthy, and all that, and. Um, but it's cool. It's cool to see the big sky at that level. When it comes to your offense versus Montana State's defense, they're uh, they're they're doing some some interesting and, and uh, sort of fun to watch stuff, especially up front with a lot of the, the line games that they run. So, uh, how much of that is a part of the preparation? Is getting prepared for that, especially when it comes to uh, your guys' run game. They're active. You know, the Mon- Montana State. Uh, they're probably one of the smartest defenses as you watch them, you know, as far as gap sound and, you know, first thing to come, the first thing you see, uh, me, because I start up front is number 10. I don't know his name, uh, but he's a hell of a football player, you know, um, so, but he's not the only one. That defense reminds me of the one when we came, when I was at Idaho State and we used to come to Bozeman. 
and it was just a, a, a grudge match. I mean, it was uh, you were happy uh, to score 14 on them. I was like, oh, you know, wow. That, those years we brought Jared Allen, that crew up there. Uh, that's what I remember of Bozeman, their front seven uh, back in the day. And now I see it again on film. Biggins brought it back, so. Uh, good for them, and you know uh, we have to find something to do against it. Uh, you know, because if they don't get to you with the front, they're going to add number two. You know, he's going to blitz you. He's going to he's going to make sure he gets to your quarterback somehow. He did a test two years ago, or whenever they were here last, that last play of the game. And, you know, he's going to find a way to get to your quarterback. So uh, it's a pretty cool chess match. Like I said before, when you play these guys. And the defense, uh, you got uh, they're solid. There's solid a group um, as far as no mistakes and how hard they play that I've probably seen on film this year so far. And on the other side of this matchup, uh, Tommy Malott likely out again, uh, but Sean Chambers was the big sky player of the week last week with being the, the sort of the exclusive guy. Uh, under center, and they just kind of come at you in waves with multiple different running backs. So what are the biggest challenges to stopping the Bobcat offense? Well, they, they want to run the ball. You know, they're they're your classic, you know, uh, we're going to run it and run it and run it, and then boom, they hit you with the play action. there, And they're good at it because they're able to run the football. Uh, I thought Chambers, um, I don't watch that side as much, but I zipped through a couple of it, and I watched the end of the weave or the, the second part of the uh, Weber game, their game last year, I saw it on uh, my phone, you know, after our game. So um, they didn't drop off. Uh, I'm not nothing against, you know, Malat, but with Chambers and that they're different, you know, they're different, and he's not as yoked up as Malat. Malat looks like he's, you know, NFL body. I mean, somebody in our staff room said <laughs> we were talking about their personnel, and somebody out of nowhere goes, "You know what? He's he's yoked up. He's one of the strongest guys I've ever seen." I'm like, well, "What are you talking about?" Anyway, um, Chambers is a hell of a quarterback. Like I said, there's no drop off. They're just a little different. They're just a little different. Chambers more of your your classic quarterback, you know. Um, where Malotz, uh, I don't know if it's him or them, but uh, he wants to run the football, and he's damn good at it. Montana State hosts Portland State Saturday, Bozeman, Montana, 2 p.m. kickoff, homecoming there at Bobcat Stadium. Bruce Barton, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings, joining us here uh, on Nuanas. Now, last thing for you, Barney, I mean, just keys for your team on Saturday if you're going to come out with a win. Uh, weather the storm, you know. Uh, uh, the crowd in, in Bozeman is impressive. Last time I was there. So weather the storm, you know. Uh, field position always. If we can tilt the field on them uh, with the special team side of it uh, would be a bonus. Uh, so if they are going to drive, try to make them, you know, uh, work at it. Um, and I've talked to my team. That honestly, Right now, the biggest thing hurting us is turnovers. If you look at football games we're in, um, you know, really the football games, there's two, the Wyoming one and even the Cal Poly game. The Cal Poly one, we're ahead enough, but uh, we've had two turnovers in both, you know. Uh, One was special team just last week, uh, but one was an exchange in the backfield. Uh, I have to eliminate those. You know, I, I can't give a team of this caliber 
any extra chances, you know. So I'm going to see what we can do. I'm not coming in there with gimmicks. I'm, uh, that was when I was younger, you know, and everybody's like, oh, Barney's full of shit. Uh, I'm, I'm honest. I have no gimmicks. We're going to come there and uh, try to matriculate the ball down the field and um, see if we can get some in the end zone because uh, they haven't been scored on in a while. Uh, and then try to keep up, you know, see if our defense can keep them in front. Um, but uh, turnovers, biggest thing, weather the storm early, and then just play football. Because once you get into it, you know, uh, the crowd, I don't think the crowd matters. Anything matters. It's those individual battles across the board. So let's see what we can do. Well, should be a fun one. Portland State out by Tia State Saturday afternoon. Bruce, Bruce Barnum joining us here on New Orleans. Now, Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Great catching up. No, good to hear you, Coulter. See you Saturday. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. We go now, though, to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. A man who joined us during the offseason, but the first time in season here on Nuanas now. It's Cody Hawkins. He's the first-year head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. Coach Hawkins, thanks for being flexible, man. We appreciate you for jumping on live. How you doing? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. Uh, excited to talk football with you. I, I, thought, I found our, our conversation last time intriguing, and I've, uh, it's been interesting watching your football team so far. So let's start with the here and now. You guys are coming off your first win of the year. Uh, watched your game back against Northern Colorado, and you guys did some really good things. So uh, from your perspective, what did you like last week? How are you guys able to start off 1-0 in conference play? Well, uh, like I said, it's uh, winning is definitely better than Uh but it's, I mean, for me, it's not necessarily about winning and losing as far as this program goes right now because wins have been hard to come by. But we've got to make sure that we do a better job as a program of you know, nurturing and developing kids and being competitive every week and focusing on playing good football and developing these kids. And, hey, a win last week was great. Winning is a great marker of doing all the things right. But there are a lot of games, right things, and lose, and some games where you do the wrong things and still find ways to win. So uh, we just got to keep getting better and uh, – I think we've had up and down season so far, but excited to play another great opponent up there in Missoula this weekend. Well, you guys played a really challenging non-conference schedule. Played at San Diego State, played at Utah State, and then had a, a Northern Iowa team that's perennially in the playoffs come to Pocatello. So, how do you think that prepared you for the Big Sky Conference slate? Well, uh, yeah, the Big Sky is definitely the SEC of the SCS, and it was—I mean, it helps you. Unfortunately, I wish we didn't lose so many bodies, you know, in the non-conference. But right. That's the way some of these programs are when uh, when you got to go play some of these money games and, you know, you're going to lose some guys, and that's okay. I mean, we're, we, 
you get guys that come to Idaho State because they want to play Division One football. And even though we don't necessarily have the palace that uh, the Grizz have right now, kids come here because they want to play the best. And that means playing the San Diego States and uh, the, the Utah States of the world. And I thought it was great for us to play Northern Iowa just because it's a program. If you're shooting to be a playoff team, it's good for guys to see what those teams look like from the outside. I think there's sometimes a familiar, familiarity of these big sky teams lulls people to sleep. But to see another team that is barely making it to the playoffs year in and year out, like Northern Iowa, and just see how talented and what they look like, it was great for us as a program. I know that it's only one game into the Big Sky uh, slate with you at the helm, but you've been familiar with the league. You know, your dad, Dan Hawkins, is coaching the league for uh, a little while now, and you had some experience there at UC Davis before taking this job. How much do you think that helped prepare you? I mean, I think sometimes you see coaches come into this league and they maybe shocky is not the right word, but you know, surprised by how good it is. But you already knew how good the Big Sky Conference was. Does that help you? Yeah, it absolutely helps you. I think uh, you know, probably more than anything, it just gives you a great, healthy respect for the conference. And I've seen what some of the great teams in this conference look like. And when you're rolling into Pocatello, just being able to talk to kids about you know, hey, what does it really look like and where are we really at as a program and how far do we really have to go and what's it going to take to get there and whether it's, you know, the teams that I've been a part of and the teams that we've played or just the relationships that I've been able to build in this conference throughout the past six, seven years, it, it helps a lot. And whether it's leaning on veteran coaches and asking them for advice, uh, being able to go to the same road games over and over again and understanding the atmosphere that we're walking into, all of that's extremely valuable. Cody Hawkins is joining us here. On to on is now. It's ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, ISU, in Missoula on Saturday afternoon to take on the Grizzlies for Montana's homecoming game. Idaho State coming off a 35-21 win over Northern Colorado. Grizz coming off a 28-14 loss at Northern Arizona last week. Uh, let's talk about th- th- this matchup this week then, Coach. Uh, first of all, I mean, the dynamic, you're 1-0, they're 0-1. I don't know how much you can read into that. It's obviously a challenging place to play when you come to Missoula. So uh, what's the preparation been like so far this week? What do you think of this challenge you have ahead of you? Yeah, it's it's always a week-to-week schedule. You know, I mean, you have to be ready to approach every game as a brand-new season because at the FCS level, non-conference means absolutely nothing. I mean, you look at who Montana played, that's totally different than who Eastern Washington played. Totally. Idaho played a totally different slate than Cal Poly. I mean, you know, Cal Poly played an online school and a non-scholarship school, and, you know, I, don't, I forget who else they played in the non-conference. But, you know, all the opponents are so different because some people are buying wins. Some people are trying to buy new locker rooms so they go play, get paid $600,000 to get their face punched in. I mean, for us, we just got to try and say, hey, every week, who's our opponent? Right, and what gives us the best opportunity to improve and be competitive against that opponent? And obviously, anytime you play the Grizz up in Missoula, the first thing you're going to talk about is, you know, that style of defense and that atmosphere. Just because I know, you know, I, I don't know what people necessarily think about the Grizz right now, but the Grizz are still the Grizz. I mean, I've been watching them since I was in high school and oh four oh five. I mean, they're flying around on defense. They're still good on special teams, even though they had a punt block last week. And that atmosphere is legitimate. I mean, that's a probably one of the top five places to play in the country. It's definitely top three on the West Coast, but it's special. It's going to be tough, but it's a great, great opportunity for our guys who dream about playing big-time Division One football to go see what it looks like and play great opponents. Uh, when you came on last time, uh, we, we talked about just sort of your philosophies, and you said you intended to throw the ball 
as early and often as possible. And, and just watching your game last week and also looking at your statistics, seems like you guys are doing a pretty good job of, of making that a high priority. Um, how's it gone in, in your evaluation through these first four games? And, and what do you think of that matchup against the Grizz defense? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, first and foremost, I always think it's funny when some coaches come in there and they say things. And I mean, I know how good this conference is. And if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it just to win over kids. And I knew for us, it's hard to have the, the horses that we have and just go play smash mouth football with guys. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Northern Colorado kind of got after, after us on the ground a little bit. So we got to do a better job being stout against the run. But, uh, I'm, I'm proud of our guys so far. I think creating an identity for a program when you're trying to build something is really important. And I know that you're not going to win a championship doing what we do on offense. We're not. But I think you can be fun. You can be exciting. You can give something to believe in. You can have some core fundamentals that you're able to come back to over and over again to find improvement. And we're going to have to run the ball to win games. So late in games, we always have to have a package ready to go, whether it's uh, quarterback run stuff or using receivers to rim and block the ends. We'll do that. But, uh, you know, we got we our identity is going to be through the air, and that's where we're going to try to win football games. And as the program goes, if we're still throwing it like we're throwing it now in four years, we're going to have a problem, and I'm probably not going to be here. But, you know, the goal is to continue to recruit and continue to build a philosophy, and as we get more competitive, really play to win those games as we get them. Well, I know you've been playing a couple quarterbacks, and one name a familiar guy that has been around the league a little bit, and Hunter Hayes, but then another one that's a young upstart guy, Jordan Cook. So, um, what what have you liked about each of your quarterbacks, and uh, how's that just dynamic been going? Yeah, it's been great, and I think the most important thing you can do as a coach is just be a man of your word. And I'm very open with our players about input that I want from them, uh, thoughts and feelings that I have about them and their abilities and their roles, and. We talk to all of our players about doing something really well, and if you can do it consistently, then we'll find a way to get you in there. And Hunter was almost a team captain. He's a fantastic player. He knows he doesn't throw the ball like Jordan. Jordan is a amazingly gifted guy who's only played about 13 games of college football. Or not college football, even just football in period, because he was a COVID senior in California, didn't play as a junior, so he got five games as a senior, five games of junior college football, and then came here and he has an NFL arm. I mean, he's a power five talent kid. He's just so green in his football experience, and you can see him grow every moment throughout the year. So we want to foster that. Uh, but also Hunter Hayes is probably the best human on our team. He's tougher than heck, and there are some things that he can do really well. Does he have an arm talent that Jordan does? No, but there's some throws that he sees that you can count on to him to be consistent on. He's extremely tough never gets rattled, uh, and is just an amazing person. So I've made a commitment to both of them that I'm going to mentor them, coach them both, and give them opportunities to play, and they've helped us so far. Cody Hawkins here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of Idaho State. i got to tell you, Coach, we have a couple people that contribute to this show, including one man who was an NFL coach for 27 years, and after watching you guys, he said he thought that Cook had an NFL-level arm, too, so that's not hyperbole. You got that evaluated right. I've heard from multiple people with NFL Connects that that's the case, so uh, good job by you by getting him there, and it'll be fun to watch him uh, develop. When it comes to your quarterback play in Washington Grizzly Stadium, though, obviously the fans are going to be a huge factor. Everybody knows that, but the Grizz defense itself is an interesting one to prepare for, right? I mean, they they, they do a lot of unique stuff. They, they bring pressure from a lot of different angles. Their defensive line does stuff that maybe is unorthodox compared to a lot of other teams in the league. And now they're doing some different stuff coverage-wise on the back end, too. So uh, how would you break down Montana's defense, and how do you hope to attack it? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely hit it on the head. Like I said, first and foremost, the Grizz are still the Grizz. I mean, they're they're playing their butts off on defense. NAU had a great plan, but heck, if it weren't for the block punt and those two trick plays, the score would have been very different. Uh, I think they're obviously a huge problem up front. Uh, it's hard to identify their fronts. They twist, they stunt, and you know that's one thing to handle at home when you can communicate and ID stuff and slow it down. But when you're on the road and wash Grizz. Man, they do a great job of kind of playing into that home atmosphere that they're able to create, which is why they're nearly impossible to beat in Missoula. And on the back end, I think that's kind of the interesting transformation that has made them very difficult. You know, in the past couple years, they stayed in their shell. They play a little bit of their fire zone stuff. They do a lot of their Aztec, and I say Aztec coming from Rocky Long, obviously, with Coach Howe having spent some time with him. They basically look like a car copy of San Diego State, uh, but, you know, this year they're challenging you more. They trust their guys in the back end. They're playing more man. They're playing more cover three with match principles into the boundary. I mean, their their secondary is going to challenge you now. They've recruited and they have some long players. You can see they forced a lot of interceptions. Um, but that, that's when you can create pressure and you can challenge receivers, you're going to have a darn good defense, and that's where the Grizz are at right now. Well, last thing for you then, uh, just coming in here, what are the keys for your team to compete? I mean, what, uh, what, are, uh, what are the key factors if you want to come out of Missoula with a win? Uh, the first first one that everybody's always going to say is handle the environment. You know, Coach Houck does such a great job on special teams. It's uh, it's nerve-wracking to see the amount of backed-up plays that people happen. And, you know, having the one massive end zone and then the, the band on the other end zone, you know, if you have the ball inside your 10, you basically just you're, – you're guessing on a snap count because we can't time it up either, and that makes it really tough. So we got to handle the environment and the noise well. I, I've continued to talk to those guys about that. Uh, the second thing is just the turnover margin not just because of the facts that the football gods have had in line for years that if you're going to, if you win the turnover margin, you're going to win. But even from a momentum standpoint, you know, letting the crowd get into it, uh, giving them good field position, they will already have great field position because they're so fantastic on special teams. But if, you know, you have special teams and bad field position on top of turnovers, you're going to have no way to win the football game. And then we just got to continue to be efficient in the run game. Uh, just, for us, that's not our identity to run the football, but we have to pick and choose our spots to control the game, give the defense breeders, convert on short yardage and goal line situations. And um, I'm excited to see how our guys respond. And it's a great opportunity for us to have some fun and get better as a football team up there on Saturday. There you go, Cody Hawkins, head coach of Idaho State. They're in town on Saturday afternoon to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Coach, really enjoyed the talk. As always, thanks so much for taking some time for us. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Safe travels. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.
Well, time now for our Big Sky Spotlight, where we highlight various great storylines from around the Big Sky Conference. And one team that's played really well as of late, a couple wins over ranked opponents, the Eastern Washington Eagles. Their head coach, Aaron Best, joins us here uh, on ESPN Radio, as well as Skyline Sports. Coach Best, thanks for taking a minute, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, just tell us about uh, your team the last couple weeks. I watched the game against Fresno State, came, comes all the way down the wire, and, and you guys end up losing in double OT, but then great response by the Eagles, bounce back two weeks in a row, get a win over a ranked Southeastern Louisiana team that won a playoff game a year ago, and, and then I go on the road and win at UC Davis to open up conference play. So um, what have you thought of just the, the, the effort and also the sort of bounce back ability of your kids? What's been going right the last couple weeks? Well, I mean, obviously the season is long for everybody. Um, everybody wants the season to be uh, put in a uh, capsule in week one. Uh, I thought we played really, really well in that first game. Uh, score didn't, didn't uh, provide uh, the outsiders that information, but we did some really good things uh, against a really tough opponent and then went on the road again to Fresno uh, and played again really, really well. Um, just played played. The first half, not as well as we would have liked, but kind of turned on the second half and um, put ourselves in position to, to put that thing in overtime and got in double overtime and came up short. And, you know, it's, it's it's interesting you said the response from that game to exactly what we talked about after that, that game. I mean, you give everything on the road for the second week in a row and uh, fall three points short. Um, and then how were we going to be re- respond come back home against an FCS opponent trying to chase our first victory of the season? And I thought we did did some really good things um, against that uh, tough SELA team. And we tried to take advantage of them being on the road for three straight weeks, um, SELA, and uh, came out on top. And then uh, and then it's interesting enough, trying to respond from a win. We know how we responded from two losses, how we're going to respond from our first victory uh, of the season, now going on the road to Big Sky play. Uh, against uh, another tough opponent. That's what the Big Sky presents. So stacking it on conference up with a uh, tough conference schedule. Um, you know, if and when those teams from our conference get that 12th and 13th and 14th game, they've been battle-tested throughout the course of the year, and we responded well. And Davis didn't go all our way. Not going to be perfect against really good teams, uh, but we came out on top. And, uh, again, we were gassed after the game. Uh, came back uh, with a smile on our face. It's always good to get the first one. Um of the season in Big Sky play, especially when it's on the road. Well, it was a great atmosphere there, too. I mean, we watched the game. It was the last Big Sky game going, so we watched the whole second half and uh, uh, looked like a great crowd, and, and your guys seemed to respond all the way across the board. So what were the deciding factors? I mean, what were the things that helped you get over the top in that 27-24 win at Davis? Well, you know, I think I think holding the, the, the you know, to Davis to, to a three and out uh, or four and out to start the game, getting them to punt first series, um, obviously starting out on defense and then getting out to punt the ball, no points, uh, really kind of started things for us. Uh, we got up 17-3 uh, due to, to some good play on defense. Obviously, Marlon Jones picked six early in that, uh, in that first half. Um, but you knew they were going to battle back. Uh, it's a three-phase game every week. You know, it's an offense, defense, and special teams. Lane Larrison is, is one of the best players in this conference. He showed that against us. Uh, run for 200 plus yards and kind of can control that probably middle part of the game really by himself. Uh, we just couldn't find ways to get him down. Um, we, we, you know, put ourselves in a little bit of a, a bind uh, a few times offensively, not getting, you know, seven points in the red zone, but th- these games are going to go back and forth when you're facing the, the, the quality teams you're facing in the, in the big sky uh, on the road. But, uh, 
at the end, obviously we blocked the field goal, uh, got a first down, knelt three times, and uh, and it was what it was. And so uh, there's little room uh, for error when you're facing really good teams on the road. Um, again, we wasn't perfect by any stretch, but uh, we did what we needed to do uh, when the time presented in all three phases. So um, did some really good things, started off really good, which we hadn't done the first three weeks. Um, started fast on both sides of the ball, um, but then all of a sudden we lulled in the middle of the game, which we've been really good, uh, and then we picked it up in the fourth quarter. So uh, <laughs> I guess good team. Uh, we 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 did what we needed to do, and uh, you know it's not always going to be a, a 45-40 game every week in the Big Sky. That that's the way it was about 15 years ago. Now it's you know in the 20s is going to get it done sometimes with with the amount of coaching, with the amount of players. Uh, with the amount of scheme that's put in. So you're going to have to play defense which uh, and run the ball, which we need to continue to do um, as we head into uh, the last seven games of this big sky slate. Well, it seems like you guys are playing good defense right now. So what sort of strides have you seen on that side of the ball? What do you like about the way you guys are playing on that side? Well, I think continuity, number one, comes to mind. Being in Coach Cuff's um, uh, verbiage, terminology, and system for two years now, uh, experience helps uh, some of those those transfers that we got in have really helped. So I think those three things have allowed us to play consistent defense uh, for a better part of four games. And so you're going to have lapses. Uh, but, uh, I mean, last year alone, I think it was five, six games uh, throughout the season within the first play or two of the game, we were down 7-0 uh, on defense. And so I, I think we built some confidence in the offseason. We understood uh, kind of where we lacked as a coaching staff. We put guys in places uh, to be more successful and the guys – have, have provided more preparation to uh, put themselves in successful uh, moments from the start of games. Um, you know, our, our run defense has been pretty good. Uh, the, the, the outlier is North Dakota State, who's going to, you know, be a run-first outfit, uh, was good for, for the next two games. And then we kind of fell off a little bit last week against uh, UC Davis, against good good back and uh, good offensive line. Uh, but uh, I think our past defense has been, been steadily uh, consistent for four games. I uh, haven't given up big plays outside of last game, really. Uh, we've tackled better, and I think we've just kind of put it together and, and played enough guys. We're not playing 11 guys. There's 16, 18 guys playing on defense, so we're staying fresh, uh, getting off the field uh, more often and forcing more punts, which um, that hasn't changed since the start of football. That's what you got to do to give the, the offense a chance to score points. So um, I, I think all told, I think, I think we still got a lot of tests in front of us. Uh, it starts this week against Idaho because um, it's a week-by-week -week process and uh, there's not too many weaknesses this team has we're facing on Saturday. So um, we'll be put to the test again. Aaron Best joining us. It's our Big Sky Spotlight here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, or maybe you're listening on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, skylinesportsmt.com. Eastern Washington, back-to-back -back wins to get up into the top 20 of the FCS polls this week. And one of the games of the week coming up, uh, rivalry renewed, of course, between Eastern Washington and Idaho. Uh, Coach, one more question about uh, sort of just the, the basics of your team before we get into this matchup with the Vandals. I want to ask you about your quarterback. Uh, I know you liked him, and I, yeah. I know you've talked – about his potential, but now uh, Kakoa Visparas has the, the reins of the offense, and uh, he seems like a tough-minded guy, and it seems like he's got a lot of uh, a lot of great traits that you like in quarterbacks. So um, what have you thought of his progress, and, and what have you thought of his performance so far this year? Well, I tell you what, going back to last year, I, 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 wished, I wish I would have, um, you know, given him the ability to play a little bit more and more games uh, to get a little bit more experience, you know. So I, I wouldn't say we, we stunted – uh, his growth going into this year, but we certainly could have allowed him to grow a little bit 
a little bit sooner. Um, uh, he played, you know, a handful of games, uh, but probably could have got a few more reps uh, to get him a little bit more ready. But uh, he's got the it factor, and and a lot of people say, well, what is it? And it's kind of indescribable at times. Uh, haven't been around a, a lot of good quarterbacks here uh, over over the course of you know two and a half decades uh, as a player to coach. Uh, you, you just recognize those things uh, not only from a physical standpoint, but maybe more importantly from a non-physical standpoint. Uh, just kind of the way he uh, prepares, uh, the way he um, gets along with his teammates, the conversations he has, you know, in between series. Um, he, he's he's been he, he's been studying from the time he got on campus to be the next guy, um, and he's shown that through four games ton of growth to go, uh, but he's grown immensely in four games. He's been in a lot of tough situations in four games. I mean, these these four games, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, short yardage situations, red zone situations, coming from behind situations, uh, not a ton of run game in the first half situations. So we've had to lean on him, um, you know, and, and he's only been, been starting for five games, one last year to end the season or four this year. So um, he looks like a veteran. He's been playing like a veteran, uh, but he's got that it factor. He just – he, he's unflappable. He, he nothing really, nothing gets to him. Um, it, it is is probably the best way to put it. Um, he's he's a high level competitor. Uh, he doesn't like to let his teammates down. Uh, he wants to win, and he's willing to do what it takes to win. And so, uh, those are all traits from a lot of the All Americans here, a lot of the All Big Sky, a lot of the Big Sky MVPs here. Uh, and he's only a sophomore, so I know the expectation is high at that position. Um, insert a new quarterback and, and let him let him continue to grow. Uh, but uh, he, he's a coachable kid. Uh, he's a likable kid. He's a competitive kid. And it's fun to be around him, not just on the field, but throughout the process during the week uh, to get to know what he likes, doesn't like, what he's feeling, what he's thinking. Um, because he's a hell of a hell of a player, but but he's a hell of a person. I mean, his teammates love him, and it's understandably known when you're around him why. You totally see that. You can t- see the way his teammates respond. Aaron Best, head coach of Eastern Washington, joining us, joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Um, d- you mentioned the, the great, or I guess the the challenging schedule that you guys have played so far, and one of the most challenging uh, among Big Sky teams with North Dakota State and Southeastern Louisiana, a couple of great uh, FCS programs as well as Fresno State, and then you know a really good uh, UC Davis team too. So how much do you think that – prepares you uh, for the rest of this Big Sky Conference season with uh, another tough opponent coming up on the schedule in Idaho? Well, I, I, I don't I, – I'm always, I'm always up for, for playing the best. And, and obviously your, your, your Big Sky schedule is what it is. Uh, year in, year out, it's been better uh, since I became head coach in 2017. The conference has gotten better and better and better. We talked about it during the summer all the time where it seems like you're a broken record saying – the conference is as good as it's ever been. Well, you felt like you said that the last year too. It's only it's only getting better. Um, there, there every every week is is a tough week, and that wasn't the case 10, 12, 15 years ago. What that wasn't the case. You could say that, but it wasn't it wasn't true. Uh, the kids knew that. I think when you play better competition, I think there's a little bit more of a of a intentional focus by coaches and players alike going into the next game. And so when you face a North Dakota State, when you face a Fresno State, when you face a ranked Southeastern Louisiana team, when you face a, a ranked UC Davis team, when you face an Idaho team, I mean, your first five opponents, I mean, there, there's not a ton of room for naps. I mean, it, it, it's got to be funneled focus. And uh, I, I think that that 
that separates the the contenders from the pretenders as far as guys on your team. Who really wants it? Uh, who's really going to study? Who's going to be really prepared? Because, like I said, it's it's uh, every play could be a factor or de factor in the game. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think it the guys that are the biggest competitors are going to rise to the level that needs to be uh, to be done in those games, um, especially when you're facing teams that are playoff teams or bowl teams or ranked teams. Uh, they're, they're ranked or go to bowls or go to playoffs for a reason. Um, and, again, that was last year, but a lot of these same teams are doing it again this year. We happen to be a, a team that wants to be part of that once again. And so you got to beat those teams um, that, that, that have done that last year that are ranked um, and especially take care of take care of those those games at home and uh that's that's really our only advantage this week going into idaho is it's a home game we're playing good ball but they're playing good ball uh they're playing on the road so uh, we got to do what we can we got to be on the plus side of the turnover uh margin and uh and we, we've got to make plays when when plays are necessary in those tough times and tough moments and tough situations so uh, i think better competition brings out uh the better competitors on each ball club and we've had the ability to do that for five straight weeks now it's been uh, cool to see Idaho back in the league just because of the renewals of a lot of the rivalries with you guys and Montana and Montana State and Idaho State. I mean, it seems like the Vandals are a natural rival for about half of the big sky. But, I mean, this is there's been some crazy games between these two sides, Eastern Washington and Idaho, uh, the last, uh, you know, since Idaho's been back in the league the last handful of years. So um, just your thoughts on this year's version of Idaho. And, and uh, like you said, I mean, your kids are doing a good job getting up uh, week after week for these big games, and now you have another one. Yeah, you know, I and, and I've said this numerous times before. It, it's it's better when everybody's better. Um, for sure. For them being reintroduced to the Big Sky, uh, for them getting to the level where they're at. I mean, they 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 got after us last year. Uh, and the Kimi Dome coach X has done a great job. His staff and his players, and they got phenomenal players. I don't know that they have a weakness on their team. Um, and that's not coach speak. Uh, and so they've done a good job, not only with guys that maybe were there when they came in as a staff, but also guys they brought in uh, once the staff arrived. And so um, it, it's great when they're great. Uh, it's great for all. It makes it, uh, it, it makes Saturdays that much more special. Uh, it makes rivalries that much more intense. It, it, it's when, when you have two good teams, no matter what sport it's in, it just makes kind of the lead up, to, to, to the event better and more special and then the event itself more special and you find out kind of who you who you are when you face uh tough opponents and 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 that's what we get week in and week out so uh they've earned everything they've earned they got to the playoffs in coach x first year and, and lost a heartbreaker down in uh uh down in hammond last year against sila and uh could have gone either way and and they've rolled that momentum beat an fbs team we're up 17-0 in the second quarter against cal um, so, so they are for real. We understand that. Um, it's, 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 it's a testament to their hard work and the playmakers they have, um, and the team that, uh, they continue to, uh, put out there each and every Saturday. So, um, it, it's better for all of us. It, it's, it's no fun to be not good. Um, so when you have two good teams, um, we're coming off a, a bad season and we put ourselves in position to make this Saturday uh, that much more important. So um, I, I appreciate those kids, our kids doing uh, what they can, or our coaches doing what they can to make this game a little bit more uh, important because uh, that's the way it should be. Aaron Best here on the Big Sky Spotlight, Eastern Washington and Idaho square off on Saturday. 
Coach, I love what you said right there. It is way more fun when everybody is better, and I'm glad that there's a lot of great teams right now uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So appreciate the time. Thanks so much, and best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much, Coulter. Appreciate it. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Well, time for our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys, and we're joined this week by A.J. Forbes. He's a senior center and captain for the University of Montana football team. Grizz coming off of a 28-14 loss at Northern Arizona. They host Idaho State on Saturday for homecoming uh, here in Missoula. A.J., before we get into some of the football stuff, though, I want to ask you about some other stuff. First of all, just tell us about how school's been going. I think it's such an interesting and sort of unique time right now with a bunch of guys playing college football that have sort of extra eligibility. You can go to some extra schooling. So how's that part been going for you? What are you going to school for right now, and how's it been just uh, uh, being one of the uh, the older guys, one of the upperclassmen uh, from an educational standpoint? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously because of the, the whole the whole COVID year and the, the redshirt year, I've had the opportunity to, to, to be in school. Uh, for for quite a long time, this is my sixth year at school right now, and so I was able to get uh, my my undergraduate degree in psychology uh, uh, probably a year and a, I think it was a year and a half ago now, and then uh, come December I should have my master's in business administration uh, at the end of the season. So uh, yeah, there's been a lot of school going on, and uh, trying to get that trying to get that MBA by the end of the year. What's it like trying to balance grad classes while playing football? Because playing football is hard. You had school into it. That's even harder. And I'm sure your NBA classes aren't easy. So what's it like trying to balance that? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been quite the experience. Uh, luckily, I've I, I don't have a ton a ton of credits left on my on my uh, on my MBA right now. I, I kind of front loaded that to to try to be able to focus on. Uh, on, on football, you know, for my for my senior season, uh, but it's it, you know it's it's been a it's been great. Uh, obviously stressful. There you know there's days where uh, you know you gotta you gotta finish school, you gotta do school. But um, I got like a I'm pretty sure I have a three eight GPA right now, and uh, you know I've been handling handling business in the classroom uh, as well as the field, and so uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. Well, that's awesome, man! Congratulations, a good job by you. That's uh, that's really what it's all about. Do you have any idea what you you want to do with uh, with your MBA when you're when you graduate? You know, I I do have some you know entrepreneurial venture ideas that that I have kind of in the back of my head right now, and I figured that if if that's the route that I want to go, then uh, having an MBA, MBA would would obviously be would obviously be beneficial for that, and 
I think I think with that degree, it it allows me to to come into the real world and and have a a, a well-rounded uh, education and allow me to apply it to whatever I want to. AJ Forbes joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Just just being at Montana in general, I know, I know you're from Nebraska and you started your college career uh, at the University of Nebraska, but been in Missoula now for, for several years. So uh, what have you thought of just life in Montana? How does it compare to, to how you grew up in Nebraska? And, and what what do you think just in general of Missoula? You know, really the, the first thing, so I, I came here in 2020, spring of 2020 and the, the first thing that i that i really experienced was was how 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 welcoming and how friendly the people are in montana you know you always you always hear about uh you know midwestern hospitality and and being nice to everybody and and that was definitely something that that i experienced when i came to montana which was which was super nice you know it was the first time i've i've been a, you know at over an hour's away from home you know and uh, driving, you know, driving across the country and moving out here to, to, to follow my dreams. Uh, being out here has been everything that I've, that I've ever wanted it, it to be. Uh, I, I'm so thankful from, you know, the, the, the coaches and, and my teammates for, for making this experience everything that I wanted it to be. And I'm, and I'm even more thankful for, for the people who've, who've accepted me. Uh, you know, you hear all the jokes about out-of-staters. And so I have I mean, a ton of those. I've had a ton of those in, in my career, but uh, no, it, it, this this whole experience has, has been everything that I've ever wanted it to be, and I'm I'm sad that it's it's starting to come to a close uh, as we, as we come towards the end of this year. And uh, but I'm I'm super thankful for for my experiences here so far. Well, and you got yourself a podcast, right? So I've been following it a little bit, listened to a couple episodes, pretty good, and really enjoying it. So, uh, what gave you that idea? How would you get into this Barn Burner Sports that you guys have been doing? Yeah, so I, I started Barn Burner Sports uh, in in the spring of 2020, when, uh, or I guess not the spring of 2020, but the fall of 2020, when when we uh, received the news that our right. season was going to be canceled, and so. Uh, I, I had, I had always had the idea in the back of my head. Uh, I, I had always thought that, uh, that at that student athletes specifically, but athletes in general, uh, didn't have the, uh, the, the representation that they probably should in sports media. And, you know, I, I have, I've had a background in sports media for a while. You know, I was the editor in chief of the school newspaper in high school and all that. Uh, I've always been interested in writing. And so, I figured with the with the season getting canceled in 2020, I had the time to do it, and I uh, pull, pulled the trigger on it. And it's it's been a great experience. You know, we've uh, I've I've been able to bring in uh, a couple other people. Uh, former former uh, Grizz football player Noah Andiel, he he came along pretty early and has been has been helping me, uh, especially during the season with with trying to to handle the. Uh, trying to handle everything that comes with trying to own a, a, a multimedia sports business, uh, and so I'm I'm, thank, I'm super thankful for him. Uh, we've been able to go from you know I initially started with blog posts, just me kind of writing about whatever I wanted to write about on the website, and then transitioned to YouTube videos and and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to to working on. As I as I continue in the future, it's not something that is going to stop after I'm done out of college. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see where where that goes. Well, super cool, and I do think it'll help you have uh, 
even more involvement in the wide world of, of sports, even when your playing days come to an end, whenever that might be. A.J. Forbes joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller, uh, your Montana attorneys. A.J., a senior center for the uh, University of Montana. Well, enough about you. Let's talk about let's talk some football. So I know uh, we talked to Levi Janicaro and uh, Nick Ospo, Bobby Houck yesterday at the uh, press conference, and, and certainly – uh, disappointment coming out of the uh, the Northern Arizona game. But as I said on the radio yesterday, uh, a disappointing loss for the Grizz, but you can't let it beat you multiple times, right? you got to put it in the rear view because you guys still got a whole bunch of football left to play, including with a homecoming game on Saturday. So uh, in your mind, from your perspective, what is the perspective of the team right now, and, and how do you guys just sort of turn the page going into this game against Idaho State? You know, obviously, uh, coming off a loss like that uh, against NIU, it was – uh, I, could, I think I could speak for the entire team where, you know, we were, we were, we felt embarrassed and it was obviously disappointing. Uh, the fact that, that we went down to the flagstaff and we lost. Uh, but like you said, uh, the, the, it's a long season and you can't let, you can't dwell on, on the bad things that happened during the season. Uh, otherwise you're going <laughs> to, otherwise you're going to let it uh, beat you more than once, uh, which is something that can't happen. Uh, I think it's been, I think we've, we've seen it as an opportunity to really, it sounds cliche, but it's true. Look ourselves in the mirror and, and really try to figure out what, what everyone can do to, to try to, to try to turn, turn things around this week. And obviously we're, we're, we're coming into this, into this homecoming week against, uh, against Idaho state. And uh, we see, we just see it as another opportunity to, to be able to show what we can do. Idaho State coming off of a, a win over Northern Colorado in week one, uh, their first win of the season. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on, on the Bengals coming to town? Yeah, I mean, obviously they they have uh, one more conference win than we do right now. And I think, you know, like I just said, I think we're, we're coming into this week and we're, we're, it's, it's a, there's been a lot of self-reflection the past, you know, two or three days trying to figure out what we need to do to, to right the ship this week. And, uh, I mean, you know, they're a good team. They're they're uh, they're going to present a challenge for us, and and uh, we'll see on Saturday how we how we respond. He's AJ Forbes, senior center for the University of Montana football team. They host Idaho State on Saturday afternoon, two p.m. kickoff. We'll be coming to you live for our ESPN College Game Day for a couple hours leading up to the game. We'll be on the air from eleven and thirty until one, leading up to the two p.m. kickoff down there. So if you're in and around the area, come hang out with us. We'll be down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot right next to the Walking Bridge. We'll have all sorts of stuff. Bad Ladder will be serving drinks. We'll have some food and a bunch of other stuff as well. So come hang out. Come tailgate with us. AJ, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Best of luck on Saturday. And thanks so much for sharing some of your story, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Doctor. I appreciate you, man. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. 
College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Well, time now for our Montana State Minute. Checking in on all things Bobcat football and Montana State coming off of a resounding 40-0 win in Ogden over ninth-ranked Weber State. Cats hold steady at number three this week in the polls. That's their ninth straight Big Sky Conference victory. We're joined now by Trayton Pickering. He's a senior tight end there at MSU and a product of Sunburst Montana. Trayton, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome back anytime. You got a great radio voice, so we love having you on the show. <laughs> How's things been, man? Uh, good. You know, just getting prepped for uh, Portland State. Just cleaned up some of the things that we did at Weber. Uh, just starting to move on to the next week. Well, uh, we'll get to the upcoming matchup, but just take me through the preparation last week. It seemed like you guys had a very defined game plan, particularly with Tommy Malott out and Sean Chambers uh, being the lone man under center. I thought the way you guys operated early – to sort of feel out the Weber State defense and then really took advantage of it and pulled away late. I thought it was brilliant. I thought you guys executed really well. Just take us through it. I mean, how, how was the week of prep last week, and how would you evaluate your guys' offensive execution? Yeah, I would say it was a lot of just using uh, what Sean's really good at. You uh, playing to his strengths, uh, get him moving around, get him flowing around, uh, making the defense guess a little bit. And uh, just kind of the preparation for the entire week was just making sure that we get every all the timing set up, making sure everything kind of looks similar, whether it's pass or run, play action, uh, just really trying to make sure that it's hard for the defense to tell what we're running. And uh, I think all week everybody was just full speed and really just trying to get after it and give uh, Sean really more game-like looks during practice. So I think that helped a bunch. We looked great offensively. It was so interesting watching this game and just how much you guys dominated this game, especially because you played Weber twice last year, and, and the first one in Bozeman was one of the craziest games I've ever watched. I don't even know how to really put it in words. I mean, you hardly ever see kick returns and punt returns and block kicks and all that, and you had all of that in the first half alone in that game. And then the playoffs, you guys had a huge lead, and they come roaring all the way back. So how did you sort of not let that get into your mind, though, and just execute on this match of this game against Weber State this last weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think special teams played a huge part in both of those games. Obviously, there was a couple kick return touchdowns and then uh, the snaps over the head for safeties. And just kind of special teams played a huge role in those couple games. And I felt like uh, after having the meeting on uh, today, uh, special teams kind of was zeroed out in this game. And so we were able to kind of just have a battle offensively and defensively um, and it just kind of came out in our favor, and we were able to feel the game out as it went along and wore them out a little bit and uh, was able to just keep going. Trade Pickering joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And I know you guys always put a high priority on running the ball, controlling the clock, 
and also winning the turnover battle. But it seems like you guys have also been dominating the field position battle this year as well. So much of that comes into special teams. So uh, in your mind, from your eyes, how impactful has that been? Just having a kicker that can kick it out of the back of the end zone on every single kickoff, and you know having a, you know such great punt coverage and all that. I mean, you guys are controlling the, the the field position battle so much. How much does that cater to your guys' success? Yeah, I mean it's super nice. Brendan is uh, able to boot the ball super far and you know really flip the field for us. And then I think that's more of a part of our defense too. Our defense has created some big turnovers and fourth down stops on their side of the field, which has been super nice for us because then we have a short field to work with. Um, and I think uh, special teams obviously is a huge role, especially playing Weber. Um, but I think those were just kind of some of the bigger factors in a lot of the games. Well, talking to both John Chambers and Ben Seymour after the game, it seemed like you guys had a, a pretty uh, defined mentality going down there to Ogden and, and wanted to make a statement to the rest of the league. So uh, now that you guys did that, how do you sort of move forward? I mean, you got a, a good Portland State team coming to town on Saturday, so uh, how do you sort of turn the chapter? Be proud of what you did in Ogden, but uh, not let it get in the way of this preparation this week. Yeah, I think uh, Saturdays, Saturday nights or Sunday mornings maybe are really the time you get to enjoy the win. And then once Monday hits, it's on to a next week. Um, Portland State's a really good team. They've put up, I think, 150 points in the last couple weeks. Um, so it's a team that can score and it's a team that's been able to stop uh, opposing offenses. So I don't. I think it's coming into this game not having a light mentality uh, and not underestimating this opponent at all. Before we talk more about this matchup, we got to ask you about the touchdowns. I mean, you scored two of them against Weber State. Just take us through it. It looked like actually pretty similar plays. Both sides just went to the right side of the field to the wide side on the right and then the wide side on the left. So just take us through your touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a motion in from the tight end. Uh, I think it really all came down to was the O-line and the two tight ends, Derek and Lonnie, blocking down there. I mean, Sean had such a long time to be able to throw the perfect ball. All I really had to do was reach out and grab it. Um, but, no, it was super well designed. Coach Vegan had a great play that he brought from Wyoming, um, and it just worked well with our scheme, and, you know, it all kind of came together in the end there. Trey Piggery joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, more about the Vikings then. Um, how's prep been going? I know you're only, we're only talking here on a Monday, so probably just just getting to it. But, uh, I mean, what's your just general perceptions of, of Portland State? Yeah, so on Mondays we usually kind of close out the team that we just played. So I haven't gotten a whole – a lot of look at them. But I know just kind of looking at box scores that they score a lot of points on offense. And, uh, you know, their defense has been able to – kind of slow some people down. So um, just really focusing in on our, our side of the ball, obviously, and uh, just trying to put points on the board as much as we can and uh, and hope our defense can do what they've been continuing to do and play well. Homecoming this weekend in Bozeman, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, does that, does that play a factor? I mean, is that just a distraction you have to mitigate? What do you guys think of just having a homecoming game? Uh, personally, I don't even know what the homecoming aspect of the game is for me, <laughs> right. really. So. So, you know, it's just a normal week for me. Well, it seems like you guys are very deliberate in the way that you are approaching this. So, I mean, how much of that is just because of sort of the, the program that you're in and the system that you guys run? I mean, it seems like it is, you know, week to week, take care of this opponent, move on to the next one. So, I mean, how much have you guys sort of mastered that art and, and how important is that to the success you guys have had these last couple of years? Yeah, I think uh, we learned a lot last year that, um, 
you just got to take every game week by week. And it's such a long season that you can't dwell on a certain game. Uh, there's so many more games to be played, and that can really make or break your season. Uh, like last year, we had a close game against Eastern, um, and we could have easily dropped that one at the beginning of conference play, and that could have really affected our season. But uh, it being such a close game, we were able to bounce back um, and just continue to grind throughout the season and play well. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about is is I love the way you guys' defensive line is playing, just sort of watching the scheme that they're running and, and – it seems like communication is so key. They key off of each other so much. I mean, no need to go into the the, the details of all the X's and O's of what they do, but I know you got, you go against that a lot in practice. How, mm-hmm. how confusing is it when you're trying to sort of line up against a, a defensive line that moves around so much? And how how good is your guys' defensive line play right now? Because, I mean, it seems like that's a, a huge factor to why the defense is taking such big strides. No, totally. I mean, those guys up front, they're, they – take pride in owning the line of scrimmage and you know they're super passionate up front they're such a good group of guys and they play super well together and they uh they rotate and whoever's in is going to play their heart out and then when they're tired time to sit on the bench they're going to cheer their heart out so uh they do a really great job up front and coach Howe does a great job of getting them prepped and i think the linebackers like nolan and danny like they uh they do a really good job at getting those guys set up and really setting the defense up and controlling everything and making sure everybody's lined up. And I think they just communicate really well all around on defense. Last thing for you then, uh, d- just goals this week. I know, like you said, you're still sort of getting into the, the details of all the preparation of, of uh, Portland State and what they do and all that. But uh, just broadly, how do you hope to see the offense improve? How do you hope your team performs this weekend? Yeah, I think offensively it's just getting in the film room and seeing what they do and uh, ways of attacking them and then really honing in on the plays that we – decide to run for the week and, uh, you know, just trying to run them to perfection uh, over the course of this next week uh, before the game and just trying to perfect our craft and just make sure that we're honed in on the details is really uh, the big thing for me. And then special teams, since I'm on a couple of them, is just making sure that we watch film and try and find indicators of what they do on teams and uh, just really trying to hone in on what they do and what they do well and uh, just see how we can complement each other. He's Trayton Pickering, Montana State senior tight end here on Nuanas Now. Trayton, it won't be the last time, but appreciate it, man. And thanks so much, and best of luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you. And also, a big shout-out to my guy Kevin over at Westside Private Gym. Kevin has a doctorate in physical therapy, and he is an excellent trainer and physical therapist. The easiest way to explain what my uh, new endeavor with him is, we're trying to break down all the concrete. And as you get older, you, you got a whole bunch of inflexibilities, immobilities. Your body is formed a certain way from all the ways you've been favoring your various bumps and bruises and injuries. And, you know, you can, you can make it through, but are you actually living your best life? Are you actually as mobile and flexible and malleable as you can be? And, uh, you know, I've had some knee injuries, some shoulder injuries. And so, I, you know, I work out a lot, but, you know, a lot of times maybe you're training in the wrong way or, or your muscles just aren't firing in a proper fashion. So... We're breaking down the concrete and building it back up. The first couple weeks of these workouts have been pretty much just physical therapy-based, tearing down some fascia, you know, loosening up the muscles, really working on the mobility, working on being mindful with the breathing and the muscle engagement, trying to make the muscles proportionally fire. That's such a key thing, and, and Kevin does such a great job of explaining that. So really appreciate him. Can't wait for the journey to continue 
and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on over there. But uh, fit during football back for another year and uh, couldn't do it without the Hype House or especially Kevin over there at Westside Private Gym. Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. Well, Grizz soccer coverage continues, and now we are into Big Sky Conference play, and our soccer expert, Andrew Houghton, our producer here at Nuanas now, he doing a little double duty. We got Grizz hockey coming up this weekend as well, the debut of the Grizz hockey team Friday night down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. So ace engineer Tommy Evans is down there uh, showing Andrew all the ropes. They're getting it all set up. So I'm pinch hitting. Hopefully I don't make too much of a fool of myself. But I do have a lot of questions for Chris Chinovitsky, our guest here uh, on Nuanas Now. He is the head coach uh, of the Grizz soccer team. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on a great non-conference schedule. Thanks so much for being with us. I wanted to know about that element. How are you guys able to put together such a competitive, great non-conference schedule, and how do you think your team benefited from playing uh, such a challenging slate here leading into conference play? Yeah, great question. Before I get into that, I do want to give a shout-out to the Grizz hockey team. I think they're tremendous supporters of our program. I want to make sure that everybody who's listening to this supports them as well. Uh, they're super active in the community, and within all sports here, they really just insert themselves into it. So cool program to follow, super successful, and wishing them nothing but the best this year too. But um, – when you look at our schedule, I felt like, oh, wow, it's taken us years. So we're normally planning schedules two to three years in advance. Like right now, we're working on the 2026 schedule and how that's going to look. And so um, it turned out really nice. It was a gamble trying to get three power fives on it because are we going to be ready to play them? Are we not? And we just happened to be in a vintage year for the team where we've got the right kind of leadership, the right kind of maturity, and the kind of freshmen who are able to step in and just mature very quickly as well. So um, using those kinds of players to – be able to step on the field against high-level programs and say, we're not just going to defend and hope to hang on. We're going to try to play at their level, be at their level, and try to win these games. I thought it was, you know, tremendous performance from us. To be 6-2-2 two and two right now is, uh, ever since I've gotten here, the best start um, that, that we've had. And we've played well and looked good, and we're more than ready for conference play now. The mental element of that is so fascinating to me because – Getting the, the, the big-time opponents on the schedule is one thing. It's a challenge, especially you know at Montana. We see it in, in men's and women's basketball, and, and I know it's a challenge for you guys as well, but now here you are, and uh, you, you got that done. But then to get the games on the schedule and then also be mentally prepared to embrace the challenge of being competitive and then, in some cases, winning those games, what's that next step like? I mean, how is your, how is your squad able to sort of get over the top and, and – be mentally prepared, and then also have that momentum sort of build. Yeah, if you sat down with me in a recruiting presentation, I'd tell you that our program is about three things. One of them is maximizing impact and power and getting the most out of people on a human level. And part two is about removal of limitations, right? Stop limiting yourself. Who told you that you can't kick a ball with your left foot? Who told you that you're not good enough to play at this level? Who told us as a program, as a mid-major, that we're not allowed to beat power fives? So it's been years of recruiting players with that mindset who say, you know what, yeah, absolutely, we are capable of winning at that level. And then just 
going through it over and over again, year after year, because we have struggled with the final fives over the years, but just being frustrated in those moments and saying, how do we improve? Because we have to beat them and not settling on the fact that, yeah, you're right. Let's go back into our glass box and live in there. So we're finally at a point with this group and with the next group of recruits who are going to come in who have seen these results because it's gone from talk now into actual action and results. So everybody now doesn't just believe they know we're capable of. And so that, allows us now going into an NCAA tournament, hopefully one day in the future, to look at that first round, try to win in that first round, and see where it goes from there. Christian Davitsky joining us here on Nuwana's Doubts, our Grizz Soccer segments presented by Camby Taphouse. Camby Taphouse has two locations, including one right across the way from the Grizz Soccer Field, so it's a great place to go have yourself a bite to eat, maybe a drink before you take in the game, or go afterwards and recap the game, hang out with your friends. Appreciate Camby Taphouse for uh, being on board with us and uh, with Grizz Soccer as well. Stay tuned. we got some gift card action plus some Grizz Soccer tickets coming up for you uh, a little bit later on. Uh, tickets for next week's games because the Grizz are on the road to open up Big Sky Conference play this upcoming week at Eastern Washington on Thursday and at Idaho uh, on Sunday. Uh, Coach, let's talk about just what you hope carries over. Obviously, the mentality that we just talked about, I mean, that's something you obviously hope carries into the conference schedule. But just from a strategic standpoint, an operations standpoint, an execution standpoint, what sort of things did you like about your team in the non-conference, and, and what sort of things do you hope you can carry into and build upon and now the conference play is here? Yeah, normally when you play any game that means something, including the Power 5 games, like the message before Ohio State was maintain our style of play. Like, don't just start – kicking the ball forwards and turning this into an athletic contest. Like we're going to possess the ball out of the back. We're going to build through the thirds. We're going to try to create chances the way that we play. And so the same thing happens when you walk into conference play that every year we always struggle at some point in time, maintaining our identity because the games mean so much because you have to pick up the three points and stay on top of the league. And so when you start putting too much emotion into it and you lose your identity, then the game becomes very even. Um, and all of a sudden it becomes a physical, emotional matchup of all right, who's here for the day as opposed to just execute the game plan. And the highest level teams, you look at the Patriots, look at Bill Belichick, just do your job. If you do your job, we're going to be all right. And so that's what we're going back into right now. That's what we need is do your job, play our game, believe in our style, and understand the phrase, which is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So even if they start better than us, it's how we finish. Utah Tech did start better than us, but we ran away with the game 4-0. Miami, Ohio were better than us at times, but we ran away with the game 4-0. It's how you finish, it's how you execute at the end of the day. And we might even lose a couple, but it's how we finish, getting to playoffs and winning playoffs, and hopefully winning regular season too. So that's kind of uh, everything on my mind there. If you want to learn more about soccer in general and particularly get really deep into the Grizz soccer program, be sure to follow Soccer in Snow and Smoke, Andrew Houghton's great podcast that he's been producing now for a couple years. And coming up, I think it's actually the episode might be out now, Jay Landham, the goalkeeper coach for the University of Montana, joined Andrew. And Chris Chudovitsky joining us now here on Nuanas Now. And I want to ask you about that element too, Coach. I mean, you had this phenomenal – uh, awesome goalie who was one of the greatest in the history of the Big Sky Conference in Claire Howard. And then you have another one in Kabilia Zoo who was talented yeah. enough to, to transfer to a Power Five in, in Minnesota. And now you have another one, and she happens to also be Montana made out of Billings West High School in Ashland Dvorak. So um, how have you guys been able to maintain such consistency at that position, and, and how important has that been to your guys' continued success? 
Yeah, that one I'm just lucky enough to to have walked in on. I think Mark Pafomi uh, and Betsy starting the program, we've always had good goalkeepers here, including throughout Neil's era. So um, I just walked into a spot where goalkeepers just like hang on trees and you pick off the nicest one and there you go. <laughs> so um, we've been blessed with it. And then having Jay back in the program, the way that he coaches it, which is I love that you brought out the podcast that he just recorded with Andrew. I think there's a lot of cool things that will come out of that. Um, so we've got high-level goalkeepers, we've got high-level goalkeeper coaches, and it just works for us. So to be honest, that's one of those things that um, I can go to bed at night and just, you know, be be very grateful that I have a program that just produces them right now. And of course, we got to work hard to keep bringing them in. But um, Ashland has just been spectacular this year. In Cheney Thursday, in Moscow on Sunday, I know Idaho has had a very impressive non-conference as well, but certainly don't want to overlook the Eagles on Thursday. So um, give us the scout. What are the key elements to this road trip, and, and how do you make your team focus on the, the opponent at hand and not look forward to this great matchup against Idaho on Sunday? Because it should be a great one in Cheney on Thursday as well. Yeah, they're both going to be good. Every conference game matters, right? You ask any Chris coach in here, hey, who's your biggest rival? Of course, most of them are going to say the catch, but let's face it, everybody's going to put in their best performance against us, no matter the sport, because everybody wants to beat the Grizz. So um, it's going to be a heck of a game. I love what Missy's doing over at Eastern, just trying to you know, rebuild that, that uh, program, which used to be hyper-successful when I was back at North Dakota in 2017, and it kind of fell off a little bit, but she's doing a very good job moving it forward there dangerous going forwards. They're scoring a ton of goals. They are giving up a couple, but when they played Washington State, it was 1-0 Eastern until like the 70-something minutes. So they can hang on against good teams. They can get good results. And Idaho, for years under Jeremy, have been tremendous, just getting better and better and better. And they always prep them very well through the non-conference phase. So I think he's done a good job prepping them there, learning their lessons. They're going to be tough to play against too, especially over there in the Dome. But for some reason, we, we love going out to that dome. Love the smell of it. Love the uh, sound of the lights in the background. And it's just, um, it's been a happy place for us to go to. And I hope it stays that way. He's Chris Chinovitsky, head coach of the Grizz soccer team. They begin conference play on the road. Cheney, Washington on Thursday afternoon, 4.30. And then in Moscow, Idaho at 2 p.m., on Sunday, you can find both of the games on ESPN Plus if you'd like to watch both live and archive. ESPN Plus is so sweet because if you can't catch it live, you can still just go watch it afterwards. So if you if you miss it, go check it out. These ladies are playing a really really entertaining brand of soccer, and uh, it's one of the best things going in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. So we're happy to cover it here uh, at Nuanas Now, Chris. We appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. And uh, you'll have the A team back next week, I promise. Andrew will be back in the saddle. Thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with me, and thanks for being here. Hey, I feel like you did a pretty good job. Andrew's got to be worried; he might lose his spot here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate you for being here, man. Thank you. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. 
Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.